guys. Welcome to episode 164 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am once again joined by the Iron Queen, Alexis Falcon. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am once again joined by the Iron Queen, Alexis Falcon. So how are you doing today, Alexis? I'm good, thank you. You? I'm doing pretty good. A little tired, but you know, it, it is what it is. We're doing what we're love, so that's all that matters, right? And uh, yeah, I'm a little bit tired as well. I had a hectic weekend, so just yeah. catching up on sleep as it is. Oh, I bet. But firstly, since the last time we talked, which we were kind of in the midst of the pandemic, whatever, a year ago. So how have you managed to stay positive or sane throughout this last year plus of craziness in the world? Um, God, it's been quite <laughs> difficult watching a lot of YouTube, a lot of Disney Plus, mm-hmm. um, speaking to a lot of friends online um, and like video calling like parents and stuff. So that's how I've managed to like really stay positive. But um, I'd say Disney Plus has probably been the savior for everyone during this pandemic. So. No, no shocker <laughs> there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the, since the last time we talked, like we talked about, you've been missing your d- beloved Disneyland and Disney World. So how did it feel actually going to Disneyland Paris, which I think was your first time, right? It was, yeah. So I'd had three trips cancelled there. Um, and I had my holiday to Florida cancelled as well. But we kind of knew that that's like, that's not going to happen in like the near future anytime soon. So um, we, the world like opened up for a, a short period of time and we were still kind of in a little bit of a lockdown, but you could go on holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could go to France, but you had to like quarantine when you got back. And me and my boyfriend just kind of was like, should we just go? <laughs> and we just booked it last minute. But it was so magical. Like, I think it was probably even more magical, the fact that we were able to be there during, like, such a rough time. And, like, there was no queues for anything. So there was hardly anyone there. It was nice to see the park when it was nice and quiet. So, you know, it was it was, it was was really magical. Yeah, so for somebody like me who has never been to anything Disney, what about Disneyland Paris kind of sets itself apart or makes it even more magical? I'd say, like, the beauty of the park. Like, it's such a pretty park. Um, probably, like, the most aesthetically pleasing one I've ever been to. So mm. it was just nice to, like, take in the, like, views and be able to just stop for a second with all the craziness of needing to go on like this ride and this ride and this ride and just being able to, you know, take it all in. I bet too. You now, how many, as of like today, how many Disney trips have you been on? Um, oh, I think like eight or nine. I okay. Think. So within that collection of trips, what Disney trip has given you the most magical experience? I'm sure there has to be one trip you're like, that was really, really something. Honestly, the last the last one's Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was because it was in the middle of the pandemic yeah. and that's like the first time, you know, we and we never thought we'd get there in the pandemic. And 
things like that so that was really nice um to be able to go there that time and just we were I felt so far removed from what was going on in the real world at the time that that I I'd honestly say that was probably the most magical or if not like the first time I ever went to the Florida one in um when I was like little because I was so young and I thought Mickey Mouse was real and yeah. didn't realize it was anybody in a costume and I got back to school that week and was telling all my friends oh my god like I met Mickey Mouse and somebody was like you know it's a guy in a costume right so um <laughs> just like being able to go that young and actually like believe all the magic was incredible as well yeah especially too with your most recent trip it had to have probably felt like an escape from like you said everything going on in the world and so it, it's kind of nice to get back to something that's like semi-normal especially something with you love so much like for me that's been concerts and I went to a yeah. virtual concert and for me it felt it obviously it's not the same dynamic as like in person but feeling yeah. that something that provides me with that escape I totally understand yeah it's such it just felt like such an escape so definitely it was it was beautiful and nice to go during the quiet so it was like parts of it I appreciated that I probably wouldn't have Mm -hmm. if we would have never had this pandemic no who knows who knows but you've also been recently having some hauls and adding a lot to your Disney collection so I just want to know what have been your newest additions to your Disney collection within the last year um so my newest one I've started collecting Funko Pops (laughs) um which are really dangerous for the bank account. So I've bought loads of Disney ones of those. And just recently as well, I bought a Disney Parks cookbook. So it's like a like a recipe book and it's full of like um like food items from the Disney parks around the world and how to make them and stuff. So I can't wait to do some of the recipes in that. Now so you so you haven't started it yet? before I no not yet okay so have you kind of flipped through it or is there one kind of snack or Disney park uh meal slash snack that you're really looking forward to trying out yeah the um the Gaston cinnamon rolls as soon as I opened the book and found that one I was like oh my god that's gonna be the first one I make Ooh, that sounds good and especially like it's Disney quality so now how how would you rate your like cooking skills actually in real life? Do you think you're fairly decent? I think I'm okay. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm an all right cook, to be honest. I'm a better baker. Like, I'm better at baking things. Yeah. Um, like, during lockdown, I, I was I got really good at baking. So I, th- I think I'd be okay. Okay. So you'll have to let me know an update of your progress and if it comes out as good as the Disney quality. <laughs> I will. I'll send you some pictures. <laughs> Now, in your opinion, since we're still on the topic of Disney, who is, I feel like I know the answer, but I could be wrong. So what is your favorite Disney princess of all time? Ariel. Okay. That is what I thought. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody, um, everybody always thinks that I've dyed my hair red to look like this like cool rock chick, but it's just like <laughs> Ariel. Ariel, the Little Mermaid, I think is honestly one of the best. I know it's your favorite uh one disney princess movie anyway i feel like that's like kind of not under it's kind of underrated with all the disney princess movies i feel like it's gotten a little bit overshadowed because it's one of the oldest yeah it's crazy everybody loves like moana and Mm -hmm. frozen and stuff now don't they but i've ariel's always been the number one for me 
Okay. Now, in terms of soundtracks or classic songs, what maybe two or three tracks rank up as the all-time best for you in terms of Disney? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a good song. I think I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan is such a banger. I absolutely love that one. Um, and then I'm gonna say another one that like always like puts me in a good mood is I just can't wait to be king. Um, from The Lion King. That's a good one too. Yeah, I'd say those are like the ones I listen to the most. Yeah, there's especially some soundtracks from Disney, not just like movies, but like obviously like TV show wise, where I'm like I still listen to this like even to this day, like <laughs> Hannah Montana. All oh my that. god, Hannah Montana is amazing. <laughs> I love Hannah Montana. Uh, and like obviously, oh my god, I'm blanking. Oh, this is what dreams are made of are made of is obviously one of the most iconic of all time. And the fact that it's still like popular today really says something. Absolutely. I love that one as well. I love a bit of um Lizzie McGuire. So now you mentioned at the beginning that you're obviously watching Disney Plus. So currently speaking, though, what films or shows have you been captivated by recently? I've started rewatching Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes, such such a good program, um, and I've also started watching High School Musical the series because everybody was telling me about it, and I kind of didn't want to watch it because I'm such a fan of High School Musical. Mm-hmm. That I was like, oh, I just don't know if this is going to like live up to what I think it's going to be, but it's really, really good. And I won't give any spoilers. I've only just started watching it. Um, I think I'm only up to like episode five, but go, if you liked High School Musical, go and watch it because it's incredible. Do you know what? I haven't actually watched it, but I've heard mixed things about it. So, I mean, I personally just haven't watched it, but now I'm going to have to. Do you think that it kind of not lives up, but I don't know. Do you think it's like a good sequel to kind of the High School Musical series? Yeah, because it's different. Like, they acknowledge in it that High School Musical's a film, if that makes sense. Uh, without giving too much away, it's based at the school that High School Musical was filmed at, and they're all auditioning for a play of the High School Musical. Oh, okay, okay, I understand. So it's not like, they're not trying to be, like, the next group of people mm-hmm. in High School Musical. Like, they're all very aware, they're like, oh high school musical was filmed here that's so cool like that's that's what it's like if that makes sense but it's like it's really funny okay I'm I'm definitely gonna have to check it out because obviously like I believe Olivia Rodrigo emerged from there if I'm she did yeah that's that's what and obviously now she's like a worldwide superstar so there's definitely some good names in there that I've heard emerge out of it in like their own careers too yeah now, for your YouTube channel, Alex's Disney Travels, which I have been loving, do you have oh. any future <laughs> ideas or plans that you can share with us? Um, I wanted it all to mainly be like, um, like holiday content, but obviously with the pandemic, it's been hard. So I'm hoping to vlog my next trip to Disneyland Paris. Um, and I also need to do a travel announcement, which I, I do need to film really soon because we have just booked a trip, um, which I won't say where, but the trip announcement will be coming soon. Well, I hope it's here in the States, Alex. Maybe, maybe. 
Okay, maybe. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, but- wink. <laughs> I'm curious too, though. You talk about you do all this filming when you go on your trips it, and obviously like your hauls and your collection and everything Disney correlated. But in terms of like the actual filming and vlogging your Disney experiences, how difficult is that, especially if you're in like the midst of a ride? Because I'm not, I don't have any experience vlogging. So how difficult is it, if at all, to film everything while also trying to enjoy it I find that the hardest part so I definitely need to learn the balance um because there was a lot of times I don't know if it's the first time I was doing it but there was so many times where I'd be like oh my god I should be filming this but I'm enjoying it so much that I just forget to get my camera out or like I do a lot on Instagram as well so I was doing a lot of Instagram stories so figuring out what do I put on my Instagram story and what do I vlog um, was really difficult, but I think next time I go, I probably will will take more of a focus on just doing YouTube instead of Instagram as well. Yeah, you do have. This is going to be a quick way to plug your. You do have an Instagram part of Alex's world. Uh, so yeah. can you just quickly share uh, what your that Instagram feed is all about? It's literally just Disney. Um, I think people <laughs> were getting really sick of me posting about it on um, like my regular account. Um, and I've got I've got thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures and I figured I have a wrestling account for all my wrestling pictures and I've got nowhere to because they don't fit in like they just don't mm-hmm. tie into my like you know my wrestling account so I just decided to make a separate one and then everybody who loves Disney follows me on it and they're not sick and then I I only follow people who like Disney on it so that all the content I'm seeing is specific to what my account's about if that makes sense no it it makes sense because i'm the same way like obviously i have my whole wrestling account and stuff but i also have like on twitter a separate account for like reality television like big brother and survival that whole world so i completely understand and like i i only follow people who follow that you know so i completely understand having separate like fandoms and like you you don't want to it feels like sometimes you're like oh i don't want to like saturate the wrestling people with this whatever blah 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 because they might not get it but you're so passionate about it that you want to like express it so yeah I, I understand completely yeah 100% it literally is just that just wanting wanting a bit of an escape <laughs> now still going on tying into wrestling and Disney if you could have any Disney character even animated to be your manager for an evening to the wrestling ring who do you think you would choose and why that's a really tough one Stitch, he'd want chaos. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm shocked that you didn't see anything Nightmare Before Christmas related. I'm going to be honest here. I know, but I don't think any of them would be any good at being a manager there. So I okay. think like Stitch would do what you need. Like he would cause the distraction <laughs> that you want. Like he, do you know what I mean? Like, and he'd just tear off your opponent that like, no one would even bother. That is true. Him. Can get a little so, in ring action too. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I picked Stitch. Oh, that'd be so funny. Alexis Falcon and Stitch running wild. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, that'd be funny. Now, ring gear wise, you obviously have a great set of ring gear. I really love your, well, honestly, all of them. But your purple one, though, recently is honestly like the ones where you have some 8x10s. And I think it's your current current Twitter icon, if I'm Yeah. That yeah. one I really, really love. So besides yourself, who do you think has the best ring gear game or aesthetic in wrestling today? 
Oh, oh my God. There's so many. There is. There's so many. That's really difficult. Casey Owens has really good gear. She does. She has she has really, really good gear. Who else has really Bobby Tyler's new gear? Oh is my really good God. Yeah. as well. She's always yeah. had good gear though. Like even when she, she has yeah, she yeah. has always had good gear. Yeah, even in stardom, um, with all of that, it was like this cool, like other world, like dark, like I don't know how to describe it, but it, it was very, very cool, especially in her promo photos too. And now obviously she's known in NXT UK as Stevie Turner as kind of like this futuristic. It's a little bit different than what she was before, but she's always had great gear too. Yeah, she she definitely has. Um, I think she, when I wrestled her at TNT, she had really cool gear. There's loads of different bits and pieces to it. Mm-hmm. It definitely fits in line too with her with her whole gimmick too. So I'm just curious too, as you are kind of evolving your character and now the Iron Queen and all of that. How do you or how are you planning to kind of evolve your ring gear? Do you have any new ones in mind or inspirations that you're looking towards? Yeah, I've got two new sets um, that are, like, on the way. Um, one of them, I think I've posted a promo picture in it. I can't remember. Um, but I'll be wearing that, like, soon. That'll be on TV soon. Um, and I've got another set that's on the way currently. Um, and then more studs and a bit more fishnet is what I'm trying to, like, gear towards. And I've also made a new ring jacket as well. Oh, we can't wait to see. I'm excited for that. <laughs> Thank you. It's it, I get sometimes scared though, especially if it's like a ring jacket with studs. I do, I never want any of it to get ruined or like people sometimes oh, yeah, it's covered in them. <laughs> yeah, people sometimes or just in the ring, people sometimes sometimes uh use the jacket as like uh not a placeholder, but like a part of the match where they'll like stomp on it or something and I always get scared. I never want any of your ring gears besides maybe the the fishnets rip v- very easily. But besides yeah. that, I never want anybody's gear to get ruined because I feel so bad because you guys spend so much time and money and crafting everything up that it's like a part. It definitely is a part of like your character and everything. Yeah, I don't think I'd let anyone go near my um, my ring jacket. I'd be um, upset if they did. It took me absolutely ages because I made it all myself. So, Because um, I, I know how I want it, whereas like, it's so hard to explain to somebody else how you want yeah. it um but it's like covered in studs like there's not one part of it that's like not got something on um so yeah that's that's why I need to not let anybody go near it now how long did it take you to like the whole process of getting all the studs putting them on and like perfecting it how long did that take you it took a few weeks so I if you've watched any of the latest progress shows I'm wearing it there, but it wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say in total, it probably took me about 20 hours to finish it. Um, I was doing it over like days and days yeah. and days and like trying to find all the right patches and all the right studs that I wanted and waiting for them to be delivered and stuff like that as well. So it, it took a long time. There was a lot of work that went into it, but it's it's finished now. 
Well, I can't wait to see the finished product. And I'm so glad that you brought up progress because we have to transition into that because you are currently on the WWE Network slash Peacock if you're watching here in the U.S. So before we delve more into that, how does it feel knowing that you are kind of on this grand stage of the WWE Network as a part of progress? It's real surreal, to be honest. Like when when we watch it like at home, like with like either my family or if any of my friends are watching it and they send me a picture, like it's real surreal seeing me like on an actual TV that's not like a YouTube app. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, it's 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 just a real weird feeling to have. It doesn't it it doesn't feel like it actually is there. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like people are just watching me on YouTube. Um it's just such a surreal feeling to have. In theory, it's kind of like the same feeling because, I mean, you you can watch on your TV, but only if you have like certain apps or programs or whatever. So for the majority of the time, I feel like most of us watch on our phones or our laptops. So in yeah. theory it is, but also like it's there it's on a more major scale now that more people are watching, you know, and it's and, uh, with the, the WWE name and the Peacock brand and everything. So that's something that you should be totally proud of. And I hope that it kind of opens more eyes to you because I've been following you for over a year now. We, we talked last year, actually it's been about two years since I really got into the, like the UK, uh, like scene. And so now it's opening more eyes to not only you, but this whole progress division as itself. So I, I really, I hope, but nothing but great things for you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think there's such a, a good range. There's an absolutely fantastic range of talent in the progress women's division right now. They, they're using the best rest, women's wrestlers in the UK. Um, and to be a part of it, um, is, is really quite something I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, so let's talk about this stacked division for a second. You have yourself, you have Giselle Shaw, you have Lana Austin, Mercedes Blaze, and now the new Progress Women's Champion Kanji. So, how what are your thoughts on this current division and where do you kind of hope to see you guys you gals going in the future? So, obviously um Kanji and Giselle are both absolutely incredible athletes they've been having some fantastic matches um at the moment um i'm sure you've seen it, it was on the bump their best of three series ended up on the bump they have really set the bar for the women's division at progress um they're kind of what everyone is aspiring to to get to and aspiring to be able to perform like mm-hmm. obviously at the moment i've got my beef with mercedes blaze um <laughs> So I'm hoping once we do settle, that's gone. And Mercedes Blaze is a brilliant performer as well. She's she's absolutely incredible in the ring too, and she just she she's mm-hmm. just she just gets it, you know. Um, but obviously, once that that business is finished, I would like to hope that I can make my way to Kanji and Giselle's level and be in that championship picture as well. I think you definitely will at some point. You keep evolving and elevating yourself, and it's so cool to see you grow. And especially now that we get to see that now on like a grander scale on Peacock and the WWE Network, we get to see it firsthand. So, besides the championship, as I believe every woman in progress is vying for that championship to take it away from Kanji now, what are some of your other personal goals that you'd like to see yourself achieve in progress? 
Um, so I want to, I, I do want to be part of the main events a little bit more. I know that, um, you know, the, the best of three series was the main event. I know the Thunder Bastard was the main event mm-hmm. um, of that chapter, but obviously I was only in that for a short amount of time. I think to be able to say that as for, for an actual match, whether that's, you know, a tag or a singles match, I think if if that could make it kind of to to the main event, then that'd mean I'm really happy, and I'd I'd feel like I'm, I've achieved something there as well, especially with with the girl the other girls, you know, going to the main event and doing what they do right at the top and showing everybody that that's why we're in this spot. I think that's something I'd like to do as well. It's super cool and really empowering to see women main events, like not only in progress, but we've been seeing it a lot more on like the grander scales and just independent companies in general. I think it's really cool really that cool. that women are getting more of an opportunity to main event and showcase themselves as the like the main attraction of the show, essentially, which they are so we are so capable of. And so I really hope that you get more opportunities to do that and more more time to, like you said, you were in that Thunder Bastard match only for a few minutes, but I think you're making small steps to eventually get there. Thank you. Yeah, I I do agree. It's it's really empowering to see people get get to the main event and, you know, knowing that that if you'd have asked me a few years ago, do I ever think that women will be main eventing as often as they are now? I would have told you no. Um, But you know now they're doing it and now it it's just empowering to see isn't it so definitely definitely like all childhood dreams come through come true there now lastly upon the whole scope of the uk scene who do you think are some talent besides yourself that more people should be paying attention to ria um based in the northwest Mm -hmm. um she's absolutely incredible she's brilliant whether she's you know face or heel she she's just got such a presence about her in the ring and she's such a nice girl as well backstage and has just a brilliant attitude. I just think that she needs to be more places. Um, Ivy again, I would say the same. She's, she just gets wrestling. She's, Mm -hmm. she's great at what she does. She's easy to work with. Um, And yeah, she's got a great look about her. And then the last one I'd say is Jay Adams. Um, All the same again just she has such a good attitude she's always wanting to learn she's always wanting to better herself and she's got such a different and unique look about her she's got such a different set of gear to everyone else that I think more people should be looking at Gia Adams and seeing what they can do there and she she's she's so different to everyone else as well as well like the way that she wrestles like she's the powerhouse and there's not that many of them in women's wrestling um today especially in the, the British scene and I just think that she's an asset to everybody's women's division wherever she's booked. Not only that, but Gia Adams has really emerged kind of on the forefront in like this new attitude within wrestling over the last year. She has really been, I think, a great representation and advocate within the wrestling community, specifically for like the women, especially with all everything that's gone on this last year. And so Gia Adams, I have been seeing make really great strides, not only in wrestling, but kind of like the community and like safe holding aspect of that too. So it's really cool that she's not only to perform very well inside the ring, but she's also a great influence outside of it in like the business aspect and the safety protocols and everything. It's really cool that so young she is kind of very emergingly and integrating herself so well i i completely agree like she's only just turned 21 yeah and to have 
such a head on her shoulders and she she puts things better than I would have ever put things like the way she you know carries herself online and her social media presence and the way she says things and I think if everyone kind of took a leaf out of um Gia's book on how to kind of present yourself online there'd be so many less problems um because she's just very direct and anything that needs addressing she'll address it um but she's got such a, a head screwed on in the right place and such a good attitude for someone so young um and she'll go really far yeah she's definitely got a, a great head on her shoulders for sure like like we said and so i hope again like the uk scene continues to flourish as we slowly get back to more independent shows and obviously we still have the taped shows going on like progress and then you have tnt coming up and all of that fun stuff so before i let you go alexis can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias yeah, so um, Instagram is Alexis Falcon with two X's, and so is Twitter. So it's the same at Alexis Falcon. Um, I do have a Facebook page that I don't really very often post on, but it is just Alexis Falcon. Um, and I also do have the YouTube, as discussed as well, which is um, part of Alex's world now, I think. Or it might be still be Alex's Disney Travels, but if people want to watch me chat rubbish about Disney, I'm on there as well. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me today again, Alexis. It's actually almost a year to the day since we last spoke. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. Like in a few oh, days, it'll be a full year. So I thank you again, as always. It's been a huge pleasure. Oh, no, thank you so much. I've loved chatting with you. It's been fab. <laughs>